This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. We learn about the prisoner swap. We've traded a third round pick and a... uh, and a mass murderer for Brittany Griner. It's a big trade that went down right before the beginning of the show. We get into the Brittany Griner trade uh, here. What a what an incredible effort here by our president. There's so many problems with it. We are, of course, happy that Brittany Griner is coming home as a U.S. citizen, but uh, there's lots of problems. We'll get into those today. The American Girl Do- uh, Doll Company is pro- promoting a new book which encourages children to acquire puberty blockers if they feel uncomfortable in their own bodies. Is it? Well, you want to, you want that's where you go. Yeah, you got to go to the doll yes. company. Whenever I have a concern about a medical issue, I go right to American Girl Dolls. It's store. incredible. Yeah, it really is. Um, we also learned there were no women leads in action movies before Hunger Games, which I didn't know. I there's some other examples, but apparently didn't know that. Apparently, those weren't real. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well as Stu Does America, available every day, and Pat Gray Unleashed, similarly available every single day don't miss out on that and don't miss out on a holiday treat you will always love kexi cookies yes kexi cookies available now uh, this is if you want to impress at a holiday party uh do this and then people will like you that's yeah, just go to kexi.com k-e-k-s-i yep and uh you get all the holiday flavors up there right now pat. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so check those out this is, this is a company owned by pat and his wife and his Luckily, Pat doesn't have anything to do with it, really. Right. It's it's uh, Pat's wife and her amazing cookies. You will love these things, so check those out as well. All right, here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn, who is uh, still a little bit under the weather. Uh, the breaking news on Brittany Griner. She's been released now. Yeah, she's coming her. home. Yep, coming home, be home for Christmas. Uh, exchanged her for the merchant of death. <laughs> it's just so good. Isn't it great? It's so good. I mean, could you possibly... <laughs> we've we've traded the merchant of death mm-hmm. for a WNBA player, mm-hmm. which makes... Now, look, first off, I'm, I want Brittany Griner back in the United States. Me too. There's no Talked doubt about, about it many it. times. Many times. I want her back. Yep. It's, it's, I'm glad she's coming home. That is a good part of the story. And I'm glad sure. even though she was, I don't know, in favor of the kneeling or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't uh, care. Back in yeah, the day. I don't, I don't care. care. What her her she's, an she's an American. American. She's an American citizen. Mm-hmm. She I, likely, I don't know. We don't know the truth whether she was guilty or not, but there's a good chance she wasn't uh, guilty. She may have been guilty. Uh, there, but either regardless, the punishment does not fit the crime. Not at all. And obviously, the Russians were holding her as a chip to hurt us mm-hmm. as as this is going mm-hmm. on. So we understand that, and I'm glad she's coming home. There, the reason why I don't think it's worth focusing on that entirely is because everybody agrees on it. Everybody wants Brittany Griner to be here instead of in a Russian, you know, death camp somewhere in Siberia. So we all get mm-hmm. that. Obviously, there was a priority. And they should have been negotiating for her release. Sure. The next part of that, Pat, 
is the Merchant of Death. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now, the Merchant of Death is, he's an arms dealer. And the reason I know a good amount about the Merchant of Death, and I, I will say, there's a, pro, there's, a, there's a chance some of the stuff I know about the Merchant of Death is false. And the reason for that is because Lord of War is one of my favorite movies. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's an obscure Nicolas Cage movie. And I love it. It's a great, great movie if you've never seen it. Now, of course, it's got all sorts of liberal messaging throughout. It's a very anti-gun. It's very anti-war. Blah, 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 blah. But it's a great freaking movie. And it's the story of this guy. Mm. Now, they name him something else because they want to take a little liberty with the story. It's it's based on him. It's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy was an... He was kind of a low-level guy, wound up trying to be an arms dealer, rose up the ranks of this illicit arms dealer world. And um, one of his big innovations in this in this uh, moment was at the fall of the Soviet Union, he kind of took advantage of the chaos. He went in and, and negotiated with some of his, he was Ukrainian, I believe, uh, and some of his um, relatives and uh, people he knew that were had high-ranking military positions in the old Soviet army. Soviet Union falls. They're now there with giant stockpiles of weapons. The record keeping's not there anymore. There's no oversight anymore from the Soviets. It's it's over. It's dissolving. So he comes in and buys tons and tons of weapons, pennies on the dollar, and then resells them to like African civil wars. And he just rakes in the cash. And he goes through you know a, a period where. Uh, you know his brother's involved and he you know dies and and uh, has a huge drug problem and he get then this guy gets the merchant of death gets a big drug problem going marries a supermodel goes through i mean it's a it's an incredible story it really is worthy of a movie yes even a nicholas cage movie it's worthy of a nicholas cage movie and this guy did all sorts of things i mean he was responsible for God only knows how many deaths. Uh, he was, fu- you know, uh, the Liberian Civil War was one of his big, uh, big targets. And this is back when Charles Taylor was in charge there and was absolutely brutal. Um, and he would funnel weapons to these wars, sometimes both sides of the war, just to sell more and more weapons and enrich himself. This is a guy who, you know, probably now is loved in Russia because he really, you know, emptied the coffers of the Ukrainian army <laughs> to sell a, a bunch of stuff mm. of his own down in, in, in other parts of the world. He was almost caught a million times, eventually was caught in, in I think it was in New York, and uh, was uh, put into prison and should remain there forever. <laughs> That's how this story should end. Instead, he's on a flight back to Russia. And we're getting a, a, a solid center with uh, good post-up abilities. So I don't know. It's a weird trade. It is. Yeah. It is a weird trade. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm happy. I, I'm happy that mm-hmm. Brittany Griner is I coming in. But then there's another layer of this, Pat, which is, look, do I want Brittany Griner back? We've already answered that question. Yes, I do. I don't care about her WNBA career at all. I don't I don't know much about her. I don't care that she's in the WNBA. I don't care about the WNBA. But she's an American citizen. I would like her back. However, Paul Whelan's also an American citizen. And he's been over there for decades. Yeah. And for mm. some reason, we got Brittany Griner out but and not, not him. him. 
Now, you might say we only had a one-for-one trade, and that might be the answer to this. But, like, I know from a chivalry standpoint, I can make an argument, okay, even though he's had a much longer road in Russian detention, mm-hmm. we still go with we go with a woman for chivalry reasons. I, I, You can talk to me about that, but Joe Biden can't make that argument. He can't even tell what a woman is. This entire side of our political spectrum can't define what a woman even is. So you can't make the chivalry argument here. If you can't make that argument, what argument is there to bring Brittany Griner back instead of Paul Whelan? What what argument is there? Mm, she had CBD and he's accused of being a spy. Well, I mean, maybe that. Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe that's true. But I mean, they have already indicated. <clears throat> I don't buy that. First of all, he's not a spy. Right. We should be clear. He's, not. That's, he's definitely not a spy. That's total BS from Russia. But, you know, you can understand that from a Russian perspective. That yeah. They'd rather release her. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's part of it. I don't. I, 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 they've already indicated that they would negotiate on this point in back channels. At least there's been a lot of reporting on that. And so, and really, you could exchange a spy for a spy too. Mm-hmm. We've got people in who are held here that we believe were Russian spies, and they probably were. Um, yeah, but exchange for this guy, I'd be in total favor of a prisoner exchange in that eventuality. For for uh, Paul Whelan, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, just a one for one exchange, spy, spy for, for spy. spy. Sure, I mean, well, and it's not, it's ridiculous to say this because he's not a spy. He's not, but yeah. that, but I, you know, again, I you sort of understand that, and I, I am, uh, I really want our, the American citizens that are in in captivity over there back. I, like it's a high priority. We mm-hmm. should be focusing on it. We should have people on it. We, you know, the same thing happened in North Korea. We saw activity there uh, with the trump administration i mean he 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 focused on this a lot uh, this type of and he you know also tried to get uh, several uh, captives back Mm -hmm. uh, from russia Uh, it's good to see that this is happening but it just it there i mean maybe i'm being you maybe you're pushing back here pat and i'm being too skeptical on this maybe maybe i'm wrong but like doesn't it feel like the only reason britney griner is coming back instead of paul whelan is that she's famous like, it, it does. It does. Yeah, I, it does. I, am I am I too cynical on this? No, I th- I think that's probably accurate. It's got a lot more publicity, right? No one a knows who Paul Whelan is, right? He's been sitting over there for a million years, and only his parents seem to care about it. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to go to the media forever. And every once in a while, you see a profile story, and the story goes away. Brittany Griner is somebody that is in you know has some level of public profile, and. I I don't know. I mean, it just seems like this is just a play by the Biden administration to bring back a celebrity, which, again, I, I'm happy she's coming back. But like, it does mm-hmm. not seem like this is a, a pure decision. And I'm just I'm looking here. I couldn't remember when he was incarcerated. It was 2020. So he's been he's been over there for about two and a half years. Okay. In jail for two and a half years. Yeah, I may have got him confused with another he's one guy. sentenced, though, to 16 uh, so now she was sentenced to what ten? Yeah, nine I mean, or ten. This indicates mm-hmm. that they don't e- they don't even believe he's a spy. Right. The Russian government right. is not. If he, they thought he was a spy, they wouldn't sentence him to sixteen years and Brittany Griner ten for CBD. <laughs> right. right. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. We all know that that's that's ridiculous. They don't even believe he's a spy. They know. The, look, these people are chips. They're negotiating chips for the Russians, and that's mm-hmm. almost always the case in these situations. And I don't believe. And I, I, I frankly 
don't necessarily you know believe that Brittany Griner even did anything wrong. I mean, I, I think there's a good chance she didn't. Now, there's a chance mm-hmm. that she did. Obviously, like we don't think of it wasn't even CBD. It was supposedly uh, something elevated from that. I believe was the accusation. Mm. Um, it was you know the uh, it was I think the argument was at the time that she was using like you know how you'd use medical marijuana for uh for pain management you know like that was the argument at the time now god only knows what's right and what's wrong here you know she'll come back and she'll tell oh it's hashish hashish right man there we go there yeah. we go um so you know it's a uh, that probably is a crime there was she actually doing it it's possible right i mean she might look at this and be like yeah no one's gonna do anything to me in the United States for this, it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, and you know, what are the Russians going to throw out one of these big athletes and put me in prison? Maybe she made that calculation. And it, it, but like once the war heats up, like that calculation's out the window. I mean, it mm-hmm. should have been out the window at the beginning, but it really makes no sense once the war, uh, you know, battles and, 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 and the buildup to the war starts, obviously they wanted revenge on us. And I think that's quite clear what was going on here, especially when you come to the, the punishment angle of it right like it's one thing to get in trouble for a crime in a foreign country this does happen to people but they did they didn't exactly go light on her no. <laughs> like ah russian prison camp 10 years <laughs> uh, you know it seems a little over the top a little bit yeah and that's why there was outrage over it and there should be uh and there should have been but uh it did take them took them a long time to get her out i mean the, she should have been out if the, if trump were in office I think she would have been out. Well, she might not have even been arrested, frankly. But if she were, I'll bet she would have been out in a week. Yeah. I, I Instead think that's of eight or fair. nine months or whatever it's been. That's probably true. I do think he, you know, he would have, he would have focused on it. He also had a, a different relationship with them. Right. I mean, it would have been interesting to see what happened in that, in that case. Because obviously, the, the, Trump's Russia policy was much, much harsher on Russia than obama's policy was on russia mm-hmm. by now, far i mean it wasn't even close he he said things that were nice about putin from time to time and everyone's like oh wow he just loves vladimir putin and then you look at his policy and you're like wait a minute it doesn't seem like he likes vladimir putin that much there never seemed to be much love policy wise no, he was there. not soft on russia no at all the reverse of that he, he i mean he reversed soft russia policies that obama had put into place yeah you know and i i mean i i guess the I guess the left-wing argument to that is, well, those are just the people around him. He, you know, he had people like John Bolton around him who were obviously more hawkish. And, uh, you know, so maybe that was it. The, he just agreed to what everyone around him was telling him. But I don't know. I, I, I think that's, that's what everyone likes to do with Donald Trump. When it's a policy that they like, they just say, oh, well, all the people around him are, are doing it. And when it's a policy they don't like, then it's him by himself doing all of, making all the decisions. That's just how this works with Donald Trump. He deserves credit for his his Russia policy. It was yeah, it he was does. harsh. He does, and he was actually holding red lines, unlike mm-hmm. the previous administration. It would have been interesting to see what does this war even happen if Trump is in office. Yeah, my guess is no. My guess is no. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, uh, the popular doll maker American Girl has some advice uh, for your kids. They've got a guidebook that they put together. This That's great. Is great. Yeah, it's great, and it's only thirteen bucks. Well, it's it's twelve ninety nine. Okay, so it's not as expensive as I was leading on. It's only twelve ninety nine, 
And it uh, has some great advice for children struggling with body image issues. And it suggests they ask their doctors for puberty-blocking medication and to seek transgender support without parental consent if you don't have an adult you can trust in your life. What on earth? Don't you get all your really serious life advice from doll manufacturers, from doll companies? Most of it. Most Most of of my stuff comes from, you know, when I really have a heart issue. Uh, it's usually American Girl uh, doll manufacturer. Yeah, when I was concerned about compounding interest, <laughs> I went to a sex doll company. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I was like, what okay. What should I do uh, with my mortgage right now? Yeah. Like, what's going on with that? And, what was their advice? Uh, their advice was, uh, well, I, I can't I mean, say their advice. It was, okay. it was, okay. it was X-rated. <laughs> They they swore at me a bunch of times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. That but anyway, weird. that's that is always where I go. Well, uh, American Girl has put out a smart a smart girl's guide body image book, and uh, it's on the website again for just twelve ninety nine. Uh, you know, if you're struggling, uh, your kids are struggling. This is right where you go. The cover of the ninety six <laughs> page. It's a ninety six page paperback. Wow, it shows four girls of varying body weights and skin colors. One's in a wheelchair. Another has blue dyed hair. And the subtitle reads, How to Love Yourself, Live Life to the Fullest, and Celebrate All Kinds of Bodies. You know, and then and then it tells you if you're struggling, if you're not comfortable with a part of your body, then, you know, you should go get some some puberty blockers from your doctor. And that way... You know, you'll have a couple of years to decide whether you're comfortable with your body or if you want to change it, you know, through surgery. uh, I mean, can you believe this? It's unbelievable. I mean, American Girl dolls. We bought all of our girls American Girl dolls. Mm -hmm. They loved them. And now they're doing this with our kids? So this is interesting, Pat, because uh, I have small kids. uh, Yeah. uh, Younger Mm -hmm. kids. And uh, they, my daughter is, is had, Ainsley a fan of American fan. Girl? Has you know yeah. tons of stuff. Yeah. She's you know, for presents and stuff. She's bought with her own money. Like you know, she got the, she she's even got the Jeep. Pat, she has the entire. <laughs> I didn't know there was oh, an American yeah, there's a Girl great Jeep. Jeep. Great really? Jeep. If you want to oh, get the Jeep, wow. it's fantastic. Is it one that it, it's big enough for her to ride in it? Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, she's not that oh, okay. big. It's, it's for the dolls. For the American to Girl. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. So not, but so then that's a very standard experience. I will say. As your kids get older, uh, you have to talk to them about some things that are going on in their lives, right? Uh-huh. Some changes that may be coming up soon. Right. Not like gen- gender transition changes, but just oh, the changes okay. that every boy or the girl goes The normal changes, yeah, that, that they all go through. And um, if you are a parent, you know that that can be a little strange and, sure. and challenging. Yeah. And so, what do you do in that situation? <laughs> this is unbelievable. You go and you look for resources, right, to yeah. kind of help you walk through it. Maybe a book that you yeah. can read to your kids. So I went through uh, a bunch of like conservative reviews of these types of books because okay. I was worried about you know what woke nonsense they would slip into these things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went through this, one of the ones recommended by all sorts of conservatives, uh, religious people, all sorts of, were the American Girl, Girl Doll series. Oh, it was a series kidding. of all sorts of books like this, not just <sighs> about gen, you know, not about gender transition at all, but just like okay, puberty, right? Like right. you're getting older, like these are the types of things you're gonna get, you know, hair under your arms, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Just to kind of 
let people, the kids know what's going on. And so I read these, the books from this company about the, the basics. Yeah. And they don't have any sign of this kind of, of stuff? this kind of stuff in there. So I, this has got to be Weird. new. I mean, th- this is not a book that I saw the body image one. Yeah, How to love yourself, life newly, to the fullest. It says it's a newly released book. So that, they're they're that going down this kids road. Ten and older, mm-hmm. and uh, it says parts of your body may make you feel uncomfortable, and you may want to change the way you look. Well, isn't wait? Stop That's for a second. Totally okay. For, stop for a second. Mm-hmm. That is totally okay. Mm-hmm. Every single person on earth has ha, has parts of their body that make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell you my gut is one of them. <laughs> yeah. I got to reveal the transition. I would okay. like to transition into a thin person. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem to be happening, but I would like it. Yeah. So uh, and and what was the second part of that that uh you should be comfortable in your body? Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's totally okay if you're uncomfortable yeah, and you want to change the way you look. That's fine. Yes, it's okay if it's you want okay. to change the way you look. Okay. Well, it's so but, funny because when when you are overweight mm-hmm. and you want to lose weight, they say actually fat pride. You mm-hmm. should every everyone is perfect. Everyone <laughs> is perfect and that's okay. No matter how you are, you were made that way. You were born that way and you're perfect and you should never want to change. No, I was not born change. I was not born fat. Right. That is not true. No. I uh, ate to get I that was way. Eight pounds seven ounces. When I, I was transitioned born. into a fat person. And I have really let myself go right. since then. Right. I am way more than eight pounds seven ounces. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. gonna say. Way more. It looked like you put on a few since yeah. then. <laughs> of, you since know? birth. Yeah, yeah. I have. You really have. So But like that is this is they're taking advantage of a really normal human instinct to say you know i'd like to look a little bit better gosh i mm-hmm. ugh, i hate the way i look in this way everyone goes through that yeah you should be able to take that rationally and in context and maybe make some changes that would make you more healthy not cut off your parts because you don't like them right that's or, a different pitch or stop taking or start taking life altering medication that can stop the natural process of your body i mean that's really dangerous and doctors who are honest are starting to really speak out about that, fortunately. That, hey, uh, it's not necessarily just this just delays things for a while and then you're going to be fine if you stop taking them. Uh, it could cause real problems for you. But they continue in another part of the book. You can appreciate your body for everything it allows you to experience and still want to change certain things about it. If you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medication to delay your body's changes, giving you more time to think about your gender identity. Uh, uh, this is a what the hell? doll company. Yeah, and, and I guess like it is important. Yes, it's a doll company, but like they're bringing in experts in these fields to write these books. No, I'm sure. Like, yeah, this is actually a part of their company. That's so bad. And you know, a lot of the stuff that they have is totally, I think, would be cool with... Yeah, you liked it. It was fine. You know, it was very, mm-hmm. What I liked about it is it didn't get into a lot of those, like, advanced questions. It was like, okay, here's how the body changes as you get older. Hey, make sure you put on deodorant, kid, you know, so because you're mm-hmm. going to start stinking really soon. It was stuff like that. Wow. Which is, you know, helpful for, yeah. for parents to bring them through. And that's what's, I think, scary about this. And I think this is maybe the scariest part. If you don't have an adult you trust, like mm. your your parents, right. I guess, who probably bought you this book, uh huh. There are there are organizations across the country that can help you. Turn to the resources on page ninety five for more information. 
I don't, I don't that's, know what resources are on page 95. It's absolutely unbelievable. It, if I can. It's incredible to me. Here, I have some, so this is also some, some other stuff from, from the book. The way you show your gender to the world through clothes and behavior is your gender expression. No, it's not. Can we, is it, forget even how ridiculous it is to try to change your gender. That is not a description of what gender is. The way you wear your clothes? No. The way you wear your clothes no. is your style. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. That we have words for these things already. It's not. It has nothing to do with gender. How, about, how bizarre is that? That your genitalia has nothing to do with your gender, but your clothes, clothes do. Yeah. Now. Like you, oh, you, you can't okay. tell anything about the gender of a child from whether they've got a hoo ha or uh, what's the other one you use? Man unit. A man unit. A mm-hmm. man unit or a hoo ha. You can't tell. <laughs> However, you can tell if this is a quote from the book. Your gender expression can be feminine, masculine, or somewhere in between and might change. Maybe you'll experiment with bright dresses and long feminine hairstyles. Or you might try baggy shorts, plaid shirts, and a buzzed haircut. Your gender expression should make you feel at home in your body. Mm. You don't have a choice whether you to be at home in your body or not. Even if you alter it with surgery, you're still at home in your body. Being at Mm -hmm. home in your body is a made-up concern. (laughs) It's not a thing. Like, if you have a problem being at home in your body, you have something that has traditionally been called gender dysphoria, where you're having problems, uh, medical problems, trying to understand why you feel strange in your own body. But Mm. that's not real. Your feelings are not real. You might think because you put on cargo shorts, you're a boy. You're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 there is no reason to indulge in this nonsense. It is, there are interesting things to be learned about an individual, about the choices they might wear, make in the clothes that they wear, or the way that they act, or the way they present themselves, or the hairstyle they choose. You might understand interesting parts about their personality, but there is very little societal value in in this pursuit. What, what does it matter? Why why do we care? And when we were doing the Pat and Stu show back in the day, Pat, I remember we used to play a clip from Ellen DeGeneres, and you know she's a very famous, obviously LGBT. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say QQIA because I don't know if she she advocates for those things. I don't know. Uh, but she was an LGBT uh, advocate for many, many years. Obviously, someone who really broke a lot of barriers to people in in the mainstream culture. And they asked her about the transgender thing. And she was trying to get, let people who just couldn't grasp it understand what it was. And what she said in her description of the transgender thing was that gender, being a transgender person, gender is a, is a feeling that you feel in your brain. It's the way you feel. Mm. And like, mm-hmm. that might be interesting if your sister's going through that. It might be interesting to try to understand how they feel in their brain. But when we're talking about uh, when you go into a hospital and you need to find out if you have ovaries or not, none of that matters. Your feelings don't concern anyone. They're not important. Full stop. They are not important. They're not important when it comes to that. It might be interesting to try to understand them from a physician's standpoint. It might be interesting from a cultural standpoint or a societal standpoint. You might say, wow, that's an interesting quirk. Why does that happen? What does it mean? But it does not have value when it comes to policy. 
It does not have value there at all. The, what, is it, what is important is whether it's a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, male or female. That is what is important. That's what needs to be on government forms. How you feel in your brain does not need to be on a government form. <laughs> and it certainly does not need to be explained mm -hmm. to a 10-year-old right. who is already so mm -hmm. confused by the freaking Chinese Communist Party through TikTok that they're trying to do this stuff and trying to justify keeping it away from their parents. That's really bad. It is really bad. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, actress Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> she says some stupid things. Yeah, she's not uh, uh, the brightest bulb. Not, not bright. And, you know, incredibly progressive, liberal. Uh, but this is a weird comment. Uh, sort of demeaning all of the women who've done action movies that came before her. She just said, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Would not work. Never, no one not ever thought her. about it. Yeah, no nobody, one had ever thought about it, I don't think. Until Jennifer, until Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, of course, in 2012 with Hunger Games. We were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. Viola Davis, who's doing the interview of her, repl replies, oh, absolutely. Mm, good, good, good pushback there yeah, on that one. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh, oh we, we do clip? have it? Yeah, All let's right. listen to it. Let's see that. And hear it. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, mm. nobody had ever put a woman in the mm -hmm. lead of an action movie yeah. mm -hmm. because it wouldn't work. We were told. What? What? Girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but yeah. boys cannot identify with a female lead. Oh, absolutely. And it just oh, absolutely. makes me so happy <laughs> every single time makes I see so a happy. movie yeah. come out that just blows through every single one of those beliefs. Wow, yeah. That's just not, it might have been uh, a belief, but it was dumb. It wasn't true. <laughs> it's a bad belief. What does Angelina Jolie uh, think about this? I know. I'd like, like to know. There's a bunch of movies. Lots. Where she was the lead. Uh, one was Tomb Raider. Yeah. That came well before 2012. Another was um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. I mean, that was a co you know more of a... It was a Brad Pitt and her yeah. kind of co-starring thing. Yeah. But she was great Dual in that. Leads. Dual leads. Yeah. She was a badass in that. Yeah. I mean, she was at a bunch... Of, I mean, Angelina Jolie has a ton of them. I mean, she's not the only one, obviously. Let's, but. let's try Sigourney Weaver, perhaps, in Aliens. Yeah. 1979. Is that before 2012? or I don't know. We have to do the math on okay. it. But yeah. I think it might be. I think there's a chance there's it is. There's a possibility it was before 2012. Uh, Mila Jov Jovovich, uh, who starred in six Resident Evil movies since 2002 our girl kate beckinsale has yeah. got to be on this list yes she, she was does. in a bunch of action movies Those vampire things yeah right? i can't remember what the name of it was underworld we should note that she doesn't know she's our girl but she's kind of our girl oh look at the way she looks at us yeah she's you could see if you're movies. watching the screen you're like gosh yeah. she's, wow. she look at her she's longing like... eyes she's looking at me and pat uh-huh that's just a thing um yeah looking at angelina jolie <laughs> laura croft is obviously the tomb raider thing Yep. She also had, um, where she was the lead, uh, let's see, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm -hmm. and what was this, Assault, which was an Assault? Assault? Which, not Assault, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt. Yes, yes. Salt. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's just, right. <laughs> uh, that, she was not in that. maybe her proudest moment, but it was uh, she definitely was a, a an, action an action movie. movie. Yep. Wanted. Oh, yeah. Which was that's, definitely an action movie. That I see she was that the all lead. the time on, on Netflix. Yeah. 
I don't watch it, but I see I it did pop watch up. it. That's the one where you, you could did? curve the bullets, right? Is it good? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of did like it. It was like it's fun. It was a, it's a little bit of a remnant of that era where everyone was yeah. like, "What if we completely overproduce every scene?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we could do what? We could make bullets. Cu- what if every single scene has bullets curving? It was that type of movie. Yeah, but like yeah, in yeah. a way, it was so over the top that I really I I liked it. You know, I I I thought it was right. I thought it was solid. Right. I mean, it was it's a little <clears throat> ridiculous, but it was also solid. Uh, Uma Thurman. Oh my gosh! In yeah. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was, according to the article, I don't, I don't know this, Nikita in 1990, uh, that only predates, uh, Jennifer Lawrence by, let's see, uh, 22 years. Um, so, I mean, Charlie's Angels, there's so many. Oh God, many Charlie's Angels was three. Action movies. Female leads. Yeah. Yeah. So many of them. I don't know where she got this or why she thinks she's the trailblazer here, but, uh, we got news for you, Jen. It's, you're not it seems like one of these things where <clears throat> hollywood celebrities are so in their own heads thinking everything about their lives are the most important thing yeah and that's kind of i think what goes on here right uh i mean it's embarrassing though Kate Beckinsale was underworld by the way she was in uh-huh that was a big one mm-hmm. and they made a bunch of them <laughs> You know, she could like, just How be... can we put Kate Beckinsale in leather pants? <laughs> Give her this role. I, and like, look, you know, that I, this would be, I guess, part of the critique of Jennifer Lawrence, maybe. Mm. And some of these movies are, are maybe for older audiences. I mean, I don't know. Is there any argument that she could make? I think, I don't think so. I don't, no, I don't think so. Now, now look, are guys more <laughs> common in action movies? Yeah, of course. Sure. Because typically speaking, those that is the audience. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, boys typically. But I will say... I have to, when people ask, what, what's your favorite, uh, I, I actually had, the, I did an interview with a, this is a couple of years ago, with a with a, a conservative um, uh, entertainment like website, and they were like, mm-hmm. well, what's your favorite genre of movies? And they were just like, and I was like, what's my favorite genre? I just thought that was an interesting question, like, but like, mm-hmm. you know, am I a horror guy? You know, I'll watch a horror movie here and there, but no. Action, not really. Here, this is what I came up with. These are my two favorite genres of movies. They're not full genres. Number one is dramatic retellings of relatively recent historical events. <laughs> <laughs> That's a popular genre a popular right genre. there. But it's like, yeah. you know... Um, <laughs> and uh, you came up with that yes. on the website? Yes. Okay. So it was... Right. It was um, They're like, we're anything sorry from we World even lined this interview up. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like 40... Who lined 40, this up with Stuber Gear? It took me like 40 <laughs> minutes to come up with that. But it's, I think it's true. Like, I'm, it's right. Right. like, you go back to like anything from World War II on... Okay. Okay. Yep. Though, when you take like an event, and yep. I did, I, we mentioned it earlier, Lord of War is a perfect example of that genre, right. where like it was a real guy. This is the guy that got traded for Brittany Griner in the in the the uh, <laughs> the swap that happened today. Yep. He was a an arms dealer. Nicholas Cage plays him. It tells his story about how he got into arms dealing and all this stuff. And it's not exactly, you know, a hundred percent accurate mm-hmm. when it comes to that telling. It's a, somewhat fictionalized, but it's based the based on a true story from relatively recent like captain phillips you know yeah uh, those types of movies i freaking love i I, I do too they're just great and i I can watch basically any of them Mm -hmm. especially if they're based on a true story and pretty close to it the other one my other favorite genre of movies is uh really hot actress kicking everybody's ass (laughs) i i love those movies they're just great huh. and like uh-huh. you know what was the one we t- atomic blonde was the one we talked about Charlize quite a bit. theron Charlize theron mm-hmm. 
I love that movie. She it's goes great. around. She kicks everybody's butt. She kills a bunch of people. She looks really good doing it. That's the entire movie. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's it's my favorite genre it's of movie. It's hard to argue with that genre. It's great. Yeah. It's like these women who weigh like 118 pounds just <laughs> yeah. killing like a 340 pound guy. And you don't yeah, think but they're highly trained. They're highly Stu. trained. Highly so trained. it works. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and all of those movies I love. And when she said that, I was like, gosh... Like, not only is she wrong that they've never tried this, it's an entire genre of movie, and it's my favorite genre of movie. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it predated Jennifer Lawrence by a lot. By a lot. By a lot. It's not a close call. No, it's really not. Now, Atomic Blonde was after Hunger Games, if, if I'm not It was. Mistaken. I think it was 2015. 2015. Yeah. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> there are plans of an Atomic Blonde 2. So I'm just oh, really? That out there. That's, I've, I've, oh, my gosh. I'm not saying I've, I've looked. Because I have <laughs> many times because I want a sequel. I think my favorite genre right now is documentaries. I don't know what it is about doc. I can't oh, get yeah. enough of them. Yeah, I don't even count that because that's uh, I'm a huge documentary guy. Uh, I've loved them forever. I'll watch almost any documentary. And Netflix has about 714,000 of them. <laughs> so many of them. I mean, I'm just scanning through the movies like you do on Netflix and I thought David Geffen has a documentary I'm watching it music and movie mogul David Geffen gotta see that yeah and before I know it I'm watching it Bruce Lee oh my gosh there's something on Bruce Lee why don't I do a deep dive into his life Uh, which I've been on lately uh, a a woman was killed in 1978 in suspicious circumstances and we never solved it wait I've gotta find out what happened to this person I never heard of it's incredible. The it's, true crime stuff. Does, yeah. does the true crime stuff suck you in at all? It does. It does. Yeah, for, it does. I, I, like, I don't. When they come out with new stuff, I will be. I don't necessarily jump on the bandwagon right away, but the second I'm three minutes into it, I'm locked in for the entire series. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what Me it is. Too. I've been to several of the uh, CrimeCon events. Do you know these things? CrimeCon? It, CrimeCon. It's a, it's a true crime convention. It's like the biggest true no. crime convention and in the United States. And you've gone to a convention oh, yeah. of it? They're awesome. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Uh, they happen <laughs> once a year, I think. Uh, you know, Here around, in the DFW? The no, it's all around the country. Okay. And, um, and they're really, really cool. And they always have like the best, like they'll take whatever the big Netflix series is, they have like the lead attorney who is actually arguing the case and they bring them in and they tell their whole story. They have the presentation, the photos, the documents. They try to like solve the case. It's really, it's really interesting. And it's Mm. one of those things. It's just a rabbit hole. Yeah. Because you start getting into the true crime stuff. There is endless content. It's all really good. It's amazing how many murders have not been solved. Yes. It's scary. You would think it's only happened a couple of times. About... 80% 80% of the murders that happen are yes. solved. That's my impression. If it, you look at yeah. Netflix, I believe we solve 1% of all murders. <laughs> Even it's like It does look like that. And the ones that we do solve, we're always wrong on. The poor mm-hmm. people are always impro- improperly imprisoned. That's the Netflix that, lesson. We don't solve any murders, and when we do solve them, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another reason for another documentary. Yes! We do a documentary on the person who spent 35 years in prison wrongly accused. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that stuff. Too. I am too. I love it. I, I, uh, I mean, you, and it, like some of the characters are so freaking crazy, and some of the stories are so crazy. Oh. And they do what mm. Law and Order does to you, where you, no matter what their pitch is, you sort of believe it. Like mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to be critical mm-hmm. when I'm watching those things. And this is, of course, why they make documentaries for political positions. Because I, I don't know the deep. I'm not an investigator. I'm, I'm not 
involved in a, in, a, in the day-to-day investigations of and crime. based on the stuff they show you, they can lead they, you they down lead the you trail. Down, like, you watch these documentaries, you're like, oh my gosh, how come they won't let this guy out of prison? Right. And then they, you, you like, Google it, and the person's like, actually, we have film of him doing it. Like, wait, <laughs> yeah, they didn't include wait. that? Why? Why would you? Wait, why would you? like an important element that should have been in the documentary. <laughs> you should have told huh. us they had film of him doing it, like, right at the beginning of the documentary, I think. Like, they don't do that. Na, na, na.